Welcome to the More Than Fitness Podcast. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 114 on the More Than Fitness Podcast. We've got a solo episode for this week with your boy. I haven't done one in a while. Uh, I, I've had quite a few guests come on recently because uh, of the launch of the Fat Loss Accelerator, which has been going wonderful, by the way, for everybody that is listening to this that is actually in the six-week course. Thank you so much for joining. Hope you're enjoying it. Um, I've gotten a lot of good feedback, and I, I'm really excited about running it again in the future. It's it's been It's been fun for me, and it seems beneficial for others. So that's what we're here for. Um, but other than that, what was I? What was I about to get into? Um, I don't know. I'll just start rambling real quick. I am going to get into some some. What I'm going to do, just as a, a quick preface for this episode, is um, I'm I'm going to go through a bunch of real quick. Okay, I can't talk. Clearly, I haven't done this in a while. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, in a previous episode, I had. Uh, an episode that I did a solo episode said episode so many times um, where I had like eight unique ideas, I think, or something like that. There was like eight unique ideas that will make your life better. I don't know the exact title that I gave, uh, but basically it was a, it was a conglomerate of different ideas uh, about different things and different aspects that uh, I had been interested in recently that I had been thinking about recently. Uh, and I got a lot of good feedback from that episode. So what I'm thinking about doing is, uh, just going, I have a whole notes tab, uh, in my notes app on my phone. And it just, at the very top, it's titled ideas. And then it's just a big long list of bullet points of a bunch of different ideas that whenever I read, um, uh, an, an article, uh, an Instagram post, uh, a book, uh, I hear something in a podcast, I go straight to this ideas note uh, in my app and I put a bullet point and then I write down the idea, right? And, and so in that last episode that, that went over really well, a lot of those ideas came straight from this notes app and I realized that I have a ton of these and I think it might be fun if I just came on here uh, and just went through some of these bullet points of these different random ideas. Uh, I think it can provide a lot of value for you guys and um, it's fun for me to review these ideas and kind of talk through them again uh, for my own benefit. So again, you guys win, I win, we all win. That's, that's the point. That's the point of this podcast. This is what we do. I don't care about the exact title. I don't care about the numbers. I don't care about my niche. I don't give a fuck. All I want is people like you and I to do better at life and fitness. Uh, and that's it. That's really it. That's I, I just, I want us both to win. I want to talk about stuff that I want to talk about. And you're going to, you since you're like me, you're also like the stuff that I talk about. Um, so without any more rambling, let's go ahead and jump into. Let's see, let's go through. See, so I don't have any clearly, clearly zero structure to this freaking podcast. Um, okay, I think I found one. This one is by Mark Manson. So what he says is, emotions are value neutral. That is, I can be happy 
for great reasons, and I can be happy for terrible reasons. I can be anxious for great reasons, and I can be anxious for terrible reasons. The value of the emotion is the reason for the emotion, not in the emotion itself. And I remember writing this down and I thought that it was so cool because it is true. It's just like, so thinking of anxiety, right? I think that a good example of this would be if you're about to do an interview or, or maybe you're about to do public speaking or something like that and you have anxiety. Well, I think to a certain extent, a little bit of anxiety is is going to be positive, right? Because it's going to make you more alert. It's going to make you more precise. It's going to make you more articulate just in this podcast right now, right? Like it, it sometimes before doing these podcasts, I'll get a little bit of uh, butterflies. I'll get a little bit of anxiety just because I want to make sure that it's good. Because if I didn't, if I wasn't on, right, then, then the podcast can be really shitty. It can be really passive. And I could just be saying a bunch of, of nothing, which probably kind of happens in general already. Uh, however, because I have that little bit of anxiety, it makes me perform better, right? And it's, But on the flip side, of course, you can have some anxiety uh, or you can maybe have too much anxiety uh, and then it can start actually interfering with my performance. So you can't just have a blanket statement of, oh, anxiety is bad because we have these emotions for a reason, right? We wouldn't get anxiety if there wasn't some evolutionary advantage to it. And of course, the, the evolutionary advantage to it is to make sure that we, you know, I think it's it's a, a few different folds. One of the folds is to make sure that you don't get eaten by a predator, right? To make sure you stay out of danger. You want to be on your guard. You want to make sure that that nothing is going to kill you. But two, I think anxiety is also good for uh, preparing for the future, right? Because you, one of the things you have anxiety about is the uncertainty of the future. But if you can take the steps today to make sure that you have more security in the future, well, then the anxiety is helpful. Right. But again, there's a there's a there's a checks and balance here. You've got to make sure that it's not too much or too little. Um, so, yeah, I think that that one's that one's pretty cool. You can also be happy because you're a sociopath and you enjoy killing people. So is happiness necessarily a good emotion or not? I think. Oh, another one that I just remembered. I don't remember who said this. Was it Seth Godin? Doesn't matter. The, the point was that this person says, and of course, like this is very difficult to do, but I like the framing of, of how they said it. So instead of saying, I am angry, whenever somebody pisses you off, they make you angry, et cetera, et cetera. Instead of saying, I am angry and identifying with that emotion, you, you think in your head, don't say this out loud because you probably sound like a psychopath. Instead of saying, I am angry, you say, there is anger. And I think whenever you look at it that way, you have more of a detached perspective of it. I'm not saying to suppress your feelings of anger or to, uh, you know, just shove all of your your emotions down and be be a stone, right? Because that's that's not helpful either. I'm saying to feel these emotions entirely, but don't let them puppet you around, right? Don't let them, if you just have your emotions, if, if your emotions are, are just the puppeteer and somebody can say something and they can pull this one string or pull this other string and they know that you're going to react a certain way or or you just simply react because your, your impulse is to react based off of whatever they said because you got emotional and you let that emotion got, get to you. It's like, this is why I'm saying, instead of saying, I am angry, you say there is anger. And it's like, with that, there, it's, even just saying it, it feels like there's less pressure. 
You know, like whenever you say there is anger, it's like, yes, there, there's anger there, but that doesn't mean that I am going to be angry forever, right? That the, the emotion is going to pass eventually. Um, yeah, I hope this makes sense. A lot of this stuff I'm just thinking through myself. So, you know, I'm not trying to be some, some guru, especially around emotions and psychology. This shit is out of my wheelhouse. However, I enjoy thinking about it and I hope it's a little bit helpful for you guys as well. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, actually, Andrew Schultz said this one, and I really liked it. Uh, and this was his his quote on writing jokes. Uh, so Andrew Schultz, if you guys don't know him, look him up on YouTube. He's got a bunch of, he's a stand-up comic. He's got a bunch of amazing uh, stand-up. He's got a cool podcast called Flagrant 2. Big fan of Schultz. Um, but on writing jokes, he said, if you trim too much fat, you lose the flavor. Now, this could obviously go, this could obviously go in a million different directions. I could say this uh, to the point for coaches or or for people who are making content or, or creating things from a creativity standpoint, whereas just like uh, Schultz is actually talking about on actually writing jokes. So if you're a coach and you, you write blog posts, you write tweets, you write Instagram posts, whatever, it's a very good idea to edit, 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 right? You want to cut down, you want to trim all the fat off of what you're saying. But at some point, if you trim off too much fat, then you're you're almost going to sound robotic. And, and then that's whenever it's like, if you're going to sound robotic, you better make sure that the information is really fucking good, right? This is where people who are like, if they're scientists or if they're, they're at the cutting edge uh, of their, their field and simply how they say it doesn't matter as much as what they say because the information is is so good it's like we don't care if it sounds robotic because the information is cutting edge right but if you want to build off your personality and this is where it could bleed into to uh, uh, uh not just for coaches and just for anybody listening to this uh, i i think that just from a personality standpoint we can we can try to that there's we can try to dilute our personality to a certain extent and and of course this is going to be necessary for for you know you're you're talking to your boss and you're talking to your buddy who you've been friends with for 10 years right you're going to have differences of of personality there but i do think that if you can walk that fine line if you can make sure that you don't dilute your personality too much around certain people uh, i think that that can be a huge advantage for you in your overall likability as a person, because not many people, you know what, quick story. Um, in my last episode, uh, my last guest episode, I had, I had a guest on named Danny Miranda and, um, Danny interviews business people. He had on Gary Vaynerchuk. He's had on. Uh, uh, he's also had on Jordan Syatt and Mike Vacanti on his podcast. He's on had on some some really big name people and things. Uh, and we're just he's he's 25. He lives in Long Island, New York, so it's very close to New York City. So I knew okay, me and this other guy were similar ages. We uh, think similarly. We have similar careers. We like the uh, similar things, right? And so I just, I wanted to get to know him. And, and and the way that I did that was I had him on my podcast, right? And so if you go back and listen to that episode, I think you'll realize it was a really good episode. We had a great chat. But then after the conversation was over, um, he then told me it was the best podcast that he had ever done um, as far as like a guest. He was like, he was like, dude, 
best podcast I'd ever done. Uh, and I'm not saying this to glow. I'm doing it to prove my point. And I told him that the the biggest that I think that the the reason why he thought, um, oh, actually, terrible telling the story. But the the main point that is important for this quote in particular is that uh, I told him, I was like, yeah, dude, I, I wanted to interview. You, you seem really interesting. Uh, I really liked your work and things. And I, I genuinely like, I wanted to be friends with you. So I wanted it to go well. And then he asked me, he was like, why? He was like, I would never, I would never say that to somebody else. I had a very vulnerable moment where I was like, yeah, dude, I want to be friends with you. Like I want to, and, and so I'm, I'm older, I'm in a different field than this guy. And I was just like, yeah, dude, I want to be I want to be friends with you. And he was like, I would never really think about saying that to another podcast guest. And, and I think what he was saying is like, I would never put myself out there like that. I would never put that vulnerability out there. Um, because it's like, if you say that to certain people, like, yeah, I want to be your friend, um, that, you know, of course, like you're kind of gambling there, but I could tell that our, our chemistry, uh, uh, or whatever was, was right. And so I was, I just told him, I was like, yeah, dude, I wanted to be friends with you. So like, I wanted to reach out. I wanted to have this podcast. I wanted to be a, a good guest on my podcast to provide value for you guys listening. But also I wanted to make the connection. I wanted to, uh, further this up. And, and, and funny enough, he was like, that's, that's great. He was like, I want to be your friend too. Uh, and, and now we're going to do, a, I'm going to be on his podcast. Actually, we're going to do it in person. Uh, and, and I think that, the point here is that if I wasn't myself, if I tried to trim down the fat uh, and, and try to be the type of person that I thought Danny would want me to be and put up this persona and put up this, you know, cool guy like, oh, I'm too cool for school. Like, no, you know, um, whatever. Thanks for coming on. It just like it didn't impact me as much. Like, I don't care whether it works or not. It's like that's bullshit. Like for most people can tell that that's bullshit. But the other thing is that people are so insensitive to that feeling in the first place because that's what everyone does. Everybody puts up that wall. Everybody puts up that front of, of trying to be too cool or trying to impress you or say the right things or whatever. And it's like, no, dude, no, fuck all of that. And this is why I this is why I wore Hawaiian shirts on my podcast for the first like, I don't know, like. 80 episodes or something like that. And it's because I wanted those guests to come in there, see me looking like an idiot in my Hawaiian shirt. Most of the podcasts were actually in my closet. <laughs> so I'm this young kid with, uh, I'm this young kid with a gold watch on a gold chain. And I did all this on purpose, right? I, I did it on purpose because I was trying to be silly, but for the most part is like, so I had the gold watch. I had this gold chain on. It was my Papa's chain, right? Um, I had this stupid Hawaiian shirt, pineapple Hawaiian shirt that I always wore. The OGs know what I'm talking about. And then I would be in my closet talking to, talking to these guests and they would come in and I could tell that whenever these guests would first come on the zoom and they would see me and if they had no idea who I was, I could tell that their first reaction was, what the hell did I just get myself into? Like, who is this child in their closet in this Hawaiian shirt? Um, and so eventually I ended up telling people in the the actual invites that I sent them, like, hey, I wear a Hawaiian shirt. Don't be alarmed, et cetera, et cetera. I just kind of put it out there. But the reason why I did that was to disarm the other person, right? It was to to get that front out of the way with, because if I only have an hour to talk to somebody, it's like, I want to really, I want to really talk with them. I want to have a real conversation. And it's like, if I just sit here and go through the same bullshit interview style that every other person does, it's like, it's not, it's not good. People aren't going to listen. Like you guys aren't going to keep tuning in. And I think the way that I keep it, 
fresh or, or whatever you want to call it or unique or original is by simply being myself and going all in on my own personality. Of course, like I, I, I've got to beef it up a little bit. I've got to prepare uh, a little bit because I want to make it, I want to make the podcast good and valuable. And I just, I don't want to be completely selfish with, with everything I do. I want to make sure that you guys actually get something out of it. But it's like, but the, the reason why I think guests can resonate is because I don't try to act like someone I'm not. Like, I, I think they feel like they can have a real conversation with me. And whenever I can get somebody to have a real conversation with me, it's like, that's that's when the magic happens. That's whenever you actually get into really good conversations with people and you get into deeper stuff. You get past the surface level stuff. And it's why I don't like to talk to all these, these fitness coaches about calories and macros and just bullshit you can read on their blog posts. Because I, I wanna like I wanna get to know them. I want to know why they do certain things. Because like I look up most of the time, like I look up to these people and I want to know why they made certain decisions uh, or or why they didn't make certain decisions uh, and 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 whatever else. Like just whatever comes to mind, whatever seems the most helpful in that moment. Even if it's even if it's just from an entertainment purpose, and we're just you know dicking around and having a good time, it's like that's still valuable. I still want to make it valuable to the audience, um, but. I couldn't do that if I trimmed too much fat. And that, my friends, is how you circle back around and put a bow on the fucking top. Right? <clears throat> okay. End rant. Uh, so yeah, Schultz, he's a good guy. Like that quote, if you trim too much fat, you lose the flavor. See? This this is turning out better, better than I thought it would. Uh, and I hope you guys got a little bit of value from that and I wasn't just ranting. Uh... Well, I am ranting to no one, basically. So, yeah, let's go ahead and go to the next thing. One sec, I got to get a sip of Monster. Maybe that's what the key is. It's Monster. Oh, I'm feeling good. I I did a HIIT workout this morning for the first time in a long time. Uh, I gave some accelerator finishers to the, the people in the course, and I decided to try one out. And that shit was difficult. I haven't done I haven't done hit like high intensity interval training. I haven't done that shit in a long time, so I was struggling a little bit. Um, all right, let's see. Drinking in the mic, so disrespectful. I'm sorry. <clears throat> and coughing. Okay, next one. Let's go to. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, I just realized the the. Um, the I am angry and instead say there is anger. It was actually Dan Harris uh, on Tim Ferriss's podcast. Uh, I highly recommend you go you go listen to that. He said you have just to, to carry on with that quote. He said you have to worry some, right? But after the 18th lashing against yourself, you have to ask yourself, is this useful? And so that's whenever he says. Instead of I am angry, you say there is anger. And I really like that. He was like, of course you have to worry some. But after the 18th lashing against yourself, you have to ask, is this useful? I think that's very true. I think that too often we make ourselves suffer more than necessary. And I think that that is something that I've been striving hard to eliminate. Because of course, like you're always going to have some type of suffering. And I think it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's necessary. I think so, so, uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson, the the clinical psychologist, talked about you're always going to you're you're, you're going to be able to choose two paths, but there's all you're you're going to be able to choose your suffering basically, and so you can either choose the the very very difficult path, but fulfilling path, 
right? And that's going to be very hard, right? It's very hard to reach your reach your goals and reach your dreams. And you're going to suffer a lot by doing that, right? So there, there's going to be a lot of hardships. There's going to be lots of ups and downs. But the end of end result is going to be, uh, you know, reaching your goals, reaching your 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 destination, whatever the hell you want to call it, right? But then there's the other path where you can also suffer, but you cannot reach your goals. You can go down, uh, you know apathy, right? Like it can be terrible. You can just drink every day. You can smoke a bunch of weed all day. You can stay unemployed. You can whatever, right? There's going to be a lot of suffering down that path as well, but you can't escape suffering itself. You can always, or you're always going to be succumbed to some type of suffering. So you might as well choose the suffering that's actually worthwhile. That's actually going to pay off in the end, right? So there you go. That's a little tidbit there. Um, oh, this one's cool. So this says, we're going to take a little bit of a left turn. Um, this one says overproductivity leads to complacency. So he says, I don't know who says this. I didn't even put a name here. So it could be a girl says hyperproductive mornings lead to complacent afternoons. And I think I really like this because this is something that I've found out that happens with, uh, this happens with my business. This happens with fitness. This happened. Yeah, mostly mostly those two things. But it's just like whenever I have a really hyper productive morning and I feel really good about it, it's like then in the afternoon, I just dick around. Uh, and then if you, you take it even more of a macro scale, it's like my business does really good. Like I have a, a really big, uh, so like with this launch and things, like things, things went really well. I, I'm relaxing a, a little bit, um, but it leads to complacency afterwards. Uh, and, and so the, what he, what they're talking about here. So hyperproductive mornings lead to complacent afternoons. I, I'm just wondering how many of you all work your ass off in the mornings and then, I guess it could go either way, but you, you work your ass off in the morning and then in the afternoon, you, you kind of, you, you slow down because of the hyper productivity that you actually did. And so net net, you're kind of just like pretty good the entire day. So I think what's cool to think about is like, what if you kept that productivity up the entire day, right? Or maybe, maybe you should, instead of going a hundred percent and then 50%, maybe you should stay at like a 75% all day long. So I think that that might be interesting. Although I do, I do somewhat like the, I I think that going at hundred percent can be helpful if you plan it, right? So if you plan on, okay, I'm going to work my ass off until 12 PM. And then after 12 PM, I'm going to rest. So it's like, that's exactly on a more macro scale. That's what happened with this launch is like, I was like, okay, I'm going to work my ass off on this fat loss accelerator launch. And then if it does well, and, and it did it did pretty well. I was like, okay, then I'm gonna rest for for basically two weeks, and that's where I'm at currently. I'm back home, and I've I've tried to minimally work and just do a few things that I really enjoy doing. This podcast being one of them, uh, and, and I'm enjoying that. So my plan was, okay, I'm gonna sprint uh, and then rest, right? And then so uh, yeah, so it's sprint then rest, and, and I think that 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 can work as well too. But I think with if we relate this to fitness. This can happen whenever somebody, it's it's like, it's the whole, oh, I deserve this burger and fries. It's like whenever people eat Monday through Thursday, things are perfect with their diet, Every, they, they, they're on point, and then Friday comes along, and they're like, okay, I was overly, I was hyperproductive Monday through Thursday, so then it's going to lead to some complacency on Friday, and I'm going to 
eat my way through the entire weekend. Uh, and so I think that the key is to the key is definitely to, to figure out that balance because the, I'm definitely not saying that if you work your ass off Monday through Thursday that you shouldn't have some type of reward on Friday, but I think that you have to be a little bit more strategic about it. Uh, so actually, the fat loss accelerators is a good. This, this is marketing without my intentions of marketing in the first place. But how I set up their diet was was kind of so I, I gave them a pretty big deficit for five days of the week. But then two days of the week, I brought them back up to their their maintenance calories. Right. And what this allows them to do is sure Monday through Friday or Sunday through Thursday, whichever one they chose, uh, that's going to be their sprint. Right. That's whenever they're like, OK, this is going to be tough, but I know that I can do it because I have this incentive at the end of the the week to relax a little bit, uh, you know, and so having those those five days at a pretty big deficit, sure, that's going to be tough, but it's not as tough whenever you know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. If I was just like, okay, this entire six weeks, we're going to be in a huge deficit the entire time. Good luck. Like that's the knowing human psychology. I, I just know that that's not going to work. And on top of that, there's also a study that showed that having these these little maintenance breaks uh, a couple times per week can actually increase your metabolic rate and also help you retain some muscle mass. So this is why dieting during the week can, can be great. And then maybe having one or two refeeds during a week can help mostly with adherence. I think that's going to be the biggest thing is just it's just psycho psychological boost, right? It's just constantly dieting can be can be difficult for people. Um, but if you're like, hey, diet really hard for these six days, and then you have one day where you can have a free meal, then like that can be very psychologically motivating for people. I think this can also work um, for people at the beginning of the diet. Whenever I whenever I work with people, I'm not going to give them a free day uh, right at the beginning because they've, I don't know what, I can't remember what the saying is like your whole life's been a cheat meal up to this, this point, basically. So it's whenever they, whenever they start with me, somebody else said that. Um, and I, and I liked it because it's just like, maybe we shouldn't give you, maybe we shouldn't have a free day, uh, or a free meal or whatever you want to call it a cheat day within the first week, because it's like, you've been having cheat days for, for months on end now. So I think what we could do instead might be a better, better thing to do is like, okay, we're going to go two weeks at a hardcore deficit, kind of kickstart things. And then after that, maybe in week three or so, then we can include a free meal. We can look forward to that. Or maybe you can say, okay, we're going to diet really hard for four weeks, but then in that fifth week, then we're going to go back to maintenance. We're going to have a little bit of a diet break. And that can be motivating for people. I think what, what when it's when it's a struggle for people is whenever you just say, hey, we're going to be dieting now and you're going to be dieting for a very long time. Um, I think that that can be difficult. What And and to be 100% honest, what often happens with my my coaching clients is that I will I will give them a, a certain calorie goal a calorie range for each day and the weekend comes and then just from pure uh just life happening they end up having that free meal without me even telling them and then they tell me and i'm like oh it's cool like that's fine just as long as you have that meal you enjoy it and then you move on like that's that's the main thing the whole point is to make sure that your entire week isn't filled with these very high calorie meals you have one meal uh you know on a saturday night with friends or whatever and you you go out and eat that and it's like that's not going to be a big deal it only and that's not going to affect progress what's what's only going to affect progress is if you 
if you eat that that Saturday night meal uh, and then you go home and then you have more food on top of that, let's say you have ice cream, leftovers, uh, whatever, and then the next morning you wake up and you go out and you have brunch and you have pancakes and bacon and mimosas and, and all this other shit and then diet starts back again on Monday, right? But if it's like, if you have several days of overeating, well, it's like, then you can't expect your progress to be too great. You know, it's just like, if, if that's what you're doing, then it's just, there's nothing necessarily wrong with pancakes and bacon and mimosas and stuff like that. Like, hey, dude, sign me up. Um, but if you're in a fat loss phase and you expect to have a certain rate of fat loss each week, it's like, all right, that's not, that's just not how this works. Unfortunately, that's not how this works. That would be, that would be pretty great though. Um, so yeah, overproductivity can lead to complacency. Somehow we ended up there, but it's all good. I think that that was, that was still useful. Hopefully. Um, all right. Ooh, I do like this one. I do like this one real quick. Let me get a sip. I got a sip of monster there. Okay. This one, <clears throat> I mentioned it before. I think I actually mentioned it on the Danny Miranda podcast. Um, but this is a quote from some, uh, I read this on radreads.co. Uh, I think that's what the website's call, uh, called. Um, but he was talking about a story about an elderly, elderly lady who seemed to be happy all the time. Just every time he saw her, she was always in a good mood. Uh, she was always happy and just, it never seemed like anything was really bothering her. And, and so the, I think he, you know, whatever, this is just a random story, asked her what her definition of success was. And she said that, that true wealth and true success is making sure that the health of me and my family is okay. Everybody's okay. And then lastly, never feeling rushed. Now I, I really like that. So true wealth equals the health of me and my family and never feeling rushed. Now, of course, the practicality of that isn't the highest, but, but I like the mentality of it, right? Because while that's not always practical to never, never be rushed and, and, uh, but I think that the sentiment and, and the goal, the truth behind it is still very real. Um, and, and I think that this speaks to, I think this speaks to a few different things. I think it speaks to, to being present, being in the moment, enjoying whatever the hell it is that you're, you're doing right now. Um, and, and not feeling like you need to be doing something else. Uh, and this is just my interpretation of it. Right. Uh, and you guys know that I'm big on like the comparison trap and things. And the reason why I talk about the comparison trap, uh, so often is because I, I fall victim to it. So I always like talking through it, talking to other people. Um, but I think we can feel rushed, especially people that tend to, to listen to this podcast. They're probably going to be around my age. I'm 27. Uh, there's going to be people that listen to this that are whatever, 21 to like 45 and up. Um, but it's like, especially around this age, I think most people are going to fall around my age. There's just a lot of there's a lot of shit going on where you can feel rushed. I was talking to my parents about this because the number one question that people always ask me whenever I come back home to Kentucky after living in New York is, so are you going to stay up there or how long you plan on, uh, you're going to, you're going to live there. You can stay there long term. What about kids? It's expensive. You know, There's, of course I understand people just say this shit to me all the time. And I always tell them, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, 
because there's so many different unknowns and it's like, I'm not going to sit here and go. I talked to my parents about them, however, but with, with, uh, with other people, they're just like, are you going to say that? I was like, I don't know. It's such a big decision at, th- at this point in my life where it's just like, I- I'm getting the career thing figured out. But then after that, the next traditional step, right. Is, is, is having kids is having a family settling down in a certain place. And it's like, my girlfriend's still going through law school, law school. She's still figuring out her own career path. It's like, we're, we're just trying to take things one step at a time. And for me to say, yeah, I'm going to be in New York city forever. It's like, it's just, it's just not, it's not true. Um, and so what I'm getting at to make sure that this isn't just a diary about me, this feeling behind never feeling rushed, I think particularly at my age when there's so much different shit going on, you've got to figure out your career path. You've got to figure out your friend group. You've got to figure out where you're going to live. You've got to figure out how, you know, um, should you invest in Dogecoin, right? <laughs> there's, there's, there's so many different things. Um, you know, figuring out your health and fitness, like getting that figured out, your, your social, your friends, cause your friends are, are, are moving away or, uh, or they're all staying in the same place and then you move away. Right. Uh, it's just, there, there's so many different things going on at this time that you, it can feel overwhelming. It can feel that somebody, some, and it's typically just ourselves is making you feel rushed that you need to figure all these things out by X, Y, and Z, because you see, you know, dickhead senior and dickhead junior on TikTok or whatever. And they're like 17 and they have millions of dollars. And you're like, what the hell are you doing with your life? You know, um, <laughs> dickhead senior, dickhead junior. Um, I don't know where that came from. Uh, but the, the point remains is that with social media and with technology, it's like, we're always, we always have that comparison trap at our fingertips and we we're scrolling through it voluntarily all day long. And, and this doesn't even just go for people just my age. I'm sure older people uh, think, think about this as well in your, in your thirties and things. Cause then you have, you have kids and you can have the, the midlife crisis or whatever. There's just there. I, I think that it never stops of course, but we can always have this, this judge or this ideal that we set uh, upon ourselves, right? We have this, uh, whatever you want to call it, right? You can, you can call it God, you can call it an ideal. And I'm not trying to get super deep on you guys, but we all have this, this judge and ideal above us that is like judging each and every move that we make. And and this is just what we would call like our ideal self um, or, or whatever, but we feel like it's judging us in the moves that we make or don't make and whatever position we're in. And then it gets amplified by going on social media and seeing these other people Maybe who are in the same field, or uh, maybe they went to the same high school as you. They're in the same town, and they're doing really well. And whenever you go to, um, whenever you, if you go out to the bar, you go out, and this could be this could be anything. I'm not just trying to get into the comparison trap, but it, it it's always just it's just a it's just one big dick measuring contest. I feel like with with so many things with with fucking your your Instagram follow, followers or your your edits on your pictures, the angles, um, the the career that you have, how much money you make, the latest shoes that you have, the 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 stocks you're investing in, um, the the girlfriend that you have, where you live, uh, et cetera, et cetera, all these different things. It's like not only <laughs> it's just the perfect storm of just bullshit of you. <laughs> of you not knowing any of these things while also simultaneously being judged for all of these things you do or don't have. And now look, this could be me in my own head. 
um, and just, just thinking through these things. And, and maybe this is all coming out. And I, I really don't, uh, I think the reason why I talk about this so much is because it really does help me realize, hey, this is this is all just in your head, right? Like it's literally just all your own thinking. Uh, and, and while many of you may be, may be shaking your head and, and maybe agreeing with me in this moment, uh, I, I still think that for the most part, that just shows that we're, we're all so much in, inside our own heads and we think everybody else is paying attention to us. And what we don't realize is that we're all just trying to figure our own shit out. And I think this is exactly what happens in the gym as well. Whenever people, some people tell me, they're like, I'm intimidated to go in the gym and things. I was like, look, here's the deal. Everybody thinks that everyone else is staring at them. So what actually happens is you have this big blanket of, of unified anxiety over the entire gym. So a blanket of anxiety and also a little bit of arrogance because you just think that everybody is is paying attention to you. But because of that, everybody thinks everyone is paying attention to them. So then nobody is actually paying attention to anybody because everyone is so self-conscious in that moment that everyone else is judging them, right? And, and I think that this is exactly what happens whenever it comes to uh, our careers or social media or, or, or whatever. It's just like people don't give a shit about you. You guys, like I, I think about with this podcast and, and some of you guys do reach out whenever I don't have regular ep- regular episodes and things. And I really appreciate that. I really appreciate you because it does show me that you care. But the thing is, is like if I didn't make another podcast episode after this podcast for a year, I would have some people who are upset. Some of you guys would be upset and worry about it. But literally, I don't know, next month maybe. And that might even be too long. It's like, you're going to forget about it, right? You're, you're going to not care anymore. Um, but in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I really need to get out this episode. I really need to make sure I do this. I need to make sure I do this. It's just like, we put all of this pressure on ourselves and it, it's, it's literally just our own imagination. It's like the, who was it? Seneca, Marcus Aurelius. I don't know. One of the, the stoic philosophers. Uh, it's like, it's, it's, we tend to suffer more in imagination than in reality. I'm butchering it, but that's exactly the point. We tend to suffer more in our own imagination than in reality. We make shit up in our head and then we 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 play it out in our heads and we suffer in our heads, but in reality, nobody gives a shit about us. But it's like, whenever I say nobody gives a shit about us, it's like, obviously I'm being a little tongue in cheek or whatever, but I think that can also be liberating because whenever you realize nobody actually cares, then it's stupid to not do what you really want to do. Or, or here's the thing, maybe they're judging you in that moment, but if you think that they're thinking about you the next morning or maybe two nights later, it's like you're, again, it's it's arrogance, it's narcissism, it's 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 naivete, it's ignorance. It's just, you, you think that they're thinking about you, but it, they're really not. Um, and so <laughs> what I'm getting at here is just like, uh, I don't think that we should feel rushed because everything that we feel rushed by is in our own heads. And I think it's our own ideals and it's our own judgment. And I think it is good to have ideals and judgment and and value and, and push yourself in things. But I also think, again, referring back to the suffering point, you shouldn't suffer just for the sake of suffering, 
right? There's no, there's no trophies for more suffering, right? So I think that if you suffer more than necessary, then you're just, you know, then maybe you just enjoy it. That may be something to consider. It's like, maybe you enjoy drama and problems in your life and you enjoy solving those problems. That can be a very real thing. People are constantly making up on their problems in their head so that they can continuously solve them because maybe it's somewhat of a distraction for, from what's really going on in their life. Maybe they have a really shitty relationship with their significant other. And so these problems at work constantly distract them from actually dealing with the, the problems with their significant other. Or maybe you have a bad relationship with your parents and distracts you from that. Uh, or maybe you have a bad relationship with food. Um, I don't know. There's so many different things. And yeah, that's my point. That's my point. What are we at? What are we at? 39 minutes? Let's see if there's nothing else here that pops up real quick. Yeah, this is actually this one. This one's also by Mark Manson. I'm going to end it with this one. Um, And this kind of refers back to what I was talking about in the beginning about kind of like being yourself and not trimming too much fat uh, and, and things like that. But Mark Manson says this was in one of his newsletters. He said, the problem is sincerity is not cool. He said, sincerity does not entertain. Sincerity is lame. It's also incredibly easy to criticize or show to be hypocritical. Wait, did I say that right? Uh, whatever. The whole the whole point is, I'm pretty sure Mark Manson was was talking about how today's day and age, it's it's always cool to hate on people or to hate on stuff or to not care or to not, uh, you know, again, this is the front. This, yes, yes brought it around to the very beginning with my point. The point of putting up the front, trying to impress people. It's like, I think the reason why Danny Miranda liked coming on my podcast and liked talking with me is because I, I genuinely think, and I swear I'm not trying to, to, to boost myself up or anything. It's like, it's because I was sincerely curious about him and his life. And I, I sincerely wanted to have a good conversation with him. But the thing is, in today's day and age, in the meme culture and the call-out culture and just the, the bullshit negativity and things, it's just like sincerity is not cool, right? I, I mean, of course, of course, this is generalization. Of course, there's obvious exceptions. Um, but for the most part, it's like the cool thing to do is to act like you're unfazed, by whatever you're, you're you you don't care uh, about certain things, right? It's like I think that that so he says sincerity is lame, right? Like I, I think that that is that is true. I think being that that kind person, being being vulnerable with people in person, especially whenever you're not expected to be vulnerable, I think that's the coolest part. It's like that's the that's the shit that I love. That's what I whenever I have a conversation with somebody to ask them a question is beyond surface level or below, I guess. Um, but that it isn't surface level. So it's something that's actually cool to, to talk about. And it shows that, Hey, you actually thought about this question beforehand, as opposed to just like, ah, you know, how's, how's your dog? How's work? How's, uh, whatever. Right. It's like, but genuinely going that, that, extra why it's like okay works this this isn't like okay so how do how do you really feel right it's like whatever question you can get to how do you really feel like however you can streamline that process that's what you should be doing um and, and the problem is that sincerity isn't cool but the thing is that also means that it's rare and whenever shit's rare that's what makes it that's what actually does make it cool 
fucking paradox out here. Um, but but I, I think that that's, that's very real. And I think whenever you meet somebody like that, it can be refreshing. And I think that that's one of the best compliments I get sometimes with my content. And I swear I'm just, I'm not trying to just give myself a blowjob. It makes the point. But whenever people tell me that my content is refreshing, it's like, that's, that's a really good compliment. So if you've ever said that to me, thank you so much, because that's, that's what I'm going for. I'm, I'm not even just unique and original. It's like, I want it to be refreshing and I know it's refreshing because I want to do what other people aren't doing. Uh, and I think I can only do that by authentically being myself. Um, and I think that that's what you should fucking do too, or at least consider it. I'm not trying to give you life advice or, or be your self-help guru, uh, or whatever, but that's my Ted talk for this episode, episode 114. All right, guys. Uh, if you liked this, please go, what is it? Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, I think there's links in the description. You can click to, to, um, whatchamacallit, leave a review and, and rate it. That really does help the podcast. It helps get the, the podcast bigger. It helps me get on cooler guests for you guys. Um, and again, I win, you guys win. We all fucking win. That's how we do shit on the More Than Fitness podcast. And that is going to be the sign off. Thank you guys so much, as always, for listening. And I'm not videoing, so not for watching. Thank you guys for listening and uh, talk to you soon. And that is that, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the More Than Fitness podcast. And please, if you could help me out a little bit here and leave a rate and review in iTunes and also take a screenshot and post it up on your IG story. Tag me at Matt McLeod 6. I'd love to share it. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast and also so that we can share the word with other people. I would love to build up this community, build up this tribe of people that we have like you and I uh, and get the word out there. Uh, also, if you want more free content, you can check the links in the description. I have my free four-week workout plan, The Ultimate Physique Development. And also, if you want to work with me online, one-on-one, -on -one, for personal coaching, you can check the link in the description as well. Uh, and anything you else you need, please send me an email, send me a DM. I would love to hear from you. Again, thank you so much for listening.